This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM. I'm Wayne Stamp. With me is Sally Lucas. We're here for our sponsor, Travel World on King. Now, you guys were talking about Kokoda. The other week, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Well, yeah. well, I just thought not that I've done it, Wayne, but my husband's just come back from from doing it, and mm. he did a hell of a lot of training, which they say you've got to do, um, you know, really big walks. But he said he coped better than he thought. It wasn't as difficult as he thought. Still challenging, a couple of really you know long hard days. Um, but he said the humidity is what really gets you, and of course they haven't even gone in the wet like they've just come back two weeks ago. So. You, he drank six to eight litres of water a day. So you've mm-hmm. really got to be well prepared, f- relatively healthy, um, you know, check with your doctor, all that sort of stuff, malaria tablets, all the whole thing. But if you're interested in, in history and in our war, our soldiers, and it was a pretty tremendous thing and the fuzzy wuzzy angels, you know, that helped mm-hmm. them along the way. And there's only one left. And he had his photo taken with him, this beautiful little old man, still mm. with fuzzy hair that's gone grey now, you know. But And he stayed in some of the villages along the way as well, so they got to meet the locals. And they were there for Independence Day too, and he said, which was so colourful, people in their tribal gear and everything. So I think it's about 30 years or so now since um, New Guinea they gained, gained independence. independence. Okay. So it's, it's quite unbelievable. But apart from the um, Kokoda treks you can do, and of course there's quite a number of companies doing these, and they do special ones for Anzac Day as just reflecting back to last week with, with Jane, we were talking about the Western Front and Gallipoli, and people mightn't want to travel that far, you know, and also with Kokoda, you don't have to do the whole trek. So if you're a person that's a little bit older but you're still interested in history, you can do part thereof or just a day on the track, you know, around the actual Kokoda township itself. So okay. you don't have to, if you're not at that level of fitness, do the whole trek. So how long does the whole trek take? It's a full eight days. Okay. And it's about 96 k's. And do they do it all year round or just no, they don't. The do it in the wet, the obviously. Okay. Yeah, that starts in March. But even March, April, even if you went for Anzac Day, you'd have to be prepared for rain. Oh, yes. So you know what it's like up the top end. You're still getting that tail end of the wet. Yeah, that's um, a, March is usually the wettest month of the year well, in places yes. like Cairns and Townsville. Yes, so. you wouldn't go there then. I, I don't think I would. I mean, I know Anzac Day is special for people, but it would be... He had a few days where they had rain, and on photos I can see the slodge and the mud. And if you were trekking through that every day, it would really tax your body, I'm sure, which these poor guys had to do carrying equipment and rifles and God knows what, you know. But the other one you can do, I just thought I'd mention as well, which um, one of Scott's partners... Uh, Dad did actually, and it's the um, the Sandakan Renau uh, Prisoners of War Death March in Borneo. Okay, and you're going through some very interesting countryside there too. And of course, you've got Kota Kinabalu, which is the highest mountain in Southeast Asia in that area as well. But you're trekking, you know, through really um, well beach. They go through some beaches, jungle treks caves, all sorts of things. And, you, of course, you're seeing wonderful wildlife along the way. They've, they've even got those you know, proboscis monkeys with the mm. funny nose, um, your orangutans, of course, um, pygmy elephants even. So that's quite interesting. They've got a special one doing that next year in September, if, if anyone's interested in doing that particular one. And that is about, I think, from memory, I'm just checking for you, that's 12 days all up. Okay. That one. So they're just a couple of interesting things you can do if you don't really, you're not so much interested maybe in the European war history, but more in the in the Second World War period. So this is talking travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stan. With me is Sally Lucas, and our destination 
We're going to Chile, Santiago. Yes, I mean, South America is a wonderful, diverse continent, of which I've been lucky enough to see a little of, not as much as I would like, and I hope to see more, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we talk a lot about Buenos Aires because it was always called the Paris, you know, equivalent of South America, and that city gets talked about a lot. So I thought today we'd change. We'll go back across, of course, to Chile and on the West Coast and talk about Santiago. Now, um, it's I guess it's uh, overlooked a lot of times that because of the uh, more sophisticated life style that's considered of Rio and, and Buenos Aires. However, um, it is a very geographically diverse nation in Chile because you've actually got desert as well as having beach and as well as having the Andes. So you've got this you know, unbelievable diversification of geography within Chile itself. Um, and, of course, it's actually uh, attracting more people uh, than ever now because of the fact that there's so many different things you can do, like backpackers and people that are into the new the new adventure, if you like, that, that sort of soft adventure, but people who like it but don't want to really necessarily do it rough, but they still want to do an adventure-based holiday. So it's got a lot to offer. And the actual um, city has got a lot of Spanish-speaking locals, of course, naturally. Um, it's got great ice cream, apparently, so they say. Not that I've tried it. But you've got very different districts again, which you have in Buenos Aires as well, where they have Recoleta and each district has got its colourful past and, and it's really interesting. And Santiago is like that as well. So you can go to the old area, but then they've also got a very modern area of Santiago with high-rise and the business district and so on, which is a complete contrast. And then the old city has got beautiful landscape parks and everything around it. So you've really got a quite a diverse city to visit. And it's a stepping-off point to so many places, you know, to, that you can get to from there, whether you're going up to Peru to Machu Picchu or whether you're going south, further down Chile, because, I mean, it goes quite a long way down the coast. And you go all the way down and end up in Patagonia and these wonderful, you know, um, glaciers that, that break up if you can't afford to go to Antarctica. Antarctica. You know, you can go there and go down to the bottom of Chile and see this incredible Peter Marino glacier. And so it really is quite diverse and has a lot to offer. Lots of great food, um, shopping, fashionable boutiques, um, all those sort of things that you would expect in, in a major city. It just hasn't been really promoted as much. It's always people just go via Santiago with Qantas or LAN, which is the, it used to be called Land Chile, and they dropped the name to Lan. They did that because they'd becoming a more worldwide airline, whereas before they were more just domestic and from Australia to there. But they're so diverse now with the amount of routes that they've got that they dropped the Chile off the name to make them sound like, I guess, a more worldwide product. So you, it, people just you know, go there, as I said, and then they usually were going on to somewhere else on a connection, whether it be through to Rio or through to Buenos Aires. But now I think that we've got direct flights going into Buenos Aires with Aerolineas and Qantas. People now have a choice of just going and doing that west western part of the South American continent, which would include Chile and Peru. And, yeah, Lake Titicaca you can get up to from there as well. Uh, Lima itself is another interesting city in Peru. Um, with Again, this real um, old and new comparison. You've got the really old, interesting part, and then you've got the new growing around it. So a lot of these South American cities are, are very interesting, and you can sort of delve into various different areas. So I just think, you know, you can now just think of not necessarily having to do, you know, the usual Buenos Aires, Rio, but try and concentrate on that nice western part of South, the South American continent. And 
do the Andes, do some climbing, some hiking, whitewater rafting, do some beaching. Yeah, and the best shopping, part now, of course, food. is that with the direct flights going in, that's made such a difference. Oh, it? look, before South America was so difficult to get to, you had to go by LA, which is a pain, and down. So this way, of course, you can go in through, um, you know, as I said, Santiago now, as well as Buenos Aires, so that at least they're, you know, serving both coasts. Um, no flights into Rio yet, but land have very good connections from Santiago across, obviously, to, to both Buenos Aires and, um, and, and Rio, if you wish to do the west as well as, as the east. But yeah, it's a fantastic, diverse nation uh, it is, and the whole, the whole of South America is so diverse, and as I said, you've got everything there with the Andes running all the way down that west coast, glaciers, deserts, a lot of people don't realise there are deserts in South mm-hmm. America, you know, but there are quite spectacular deserts, salt pans, you know, huge cacti. Just, just really, really diverse. So it deserves a lot of time, though. You can't sort of think, oh, I'll go to South America for a couple of weeks. You can really only do one country yeah. <laughs> properly in South America in a couple of weeks, maybe two. But, you know, you've got to allow time and give yourself time to do it because it really is interesting and colourful. So keep your eye. There's plenty around as far as travel is concerned at the moment and plenty for uh, us to tell you about so much so that we'll be back again to do it next Friday when we continue with another edition of Talking Travel. We do that for our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7.